TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Brian Masarowski with the sick boy himself, Joe hey. Beamer. <laughs> Sick no longer. <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, I am uh, very happy to have you back here, Joe. Uh, hanging out with Joe throughout the morning. Always makes things a little bit brighter. Actually, I think that was the sun, but, you know. Oh, come could on. Be you too. It's I, Well, Brian, hanging out with you always makes my day brighter. That's <laughs> No one's ever said that. You know, I didn't, I didn't notice the sun the last few days, but this morning I noticed the sun because we were together. What a... I should write Hallmark cards. I was going to say, did you? were you just on a job interview with the Hallmark company over the last few days? I told the tune in. That might have been it. Um, the Bills announced uh, at least one game. Well, they didn't announce. It was on Good Morning America. Uh, it's going to be one of the big Monday night football games, Bills and Titans at the stadium in Orchard Park. Uh, 7-15 kickoff Monday night, yes. September 19th. That's uh, week two of the season. I love this, you know, one of because the Bills are now in this area. It used to be every game started at one, right? And that was, you know, fine. Um, but now we have more and more primetime games. We're in the national spotlight because we're good. People want to watch the Bills. They're fun to watch. Yes. And those games are very late, Joe. They start very late. Yeah, like eight thirty. Late Thursday, Sunday, Monday games. No, thank you. It's. Uh, it's a tough go, yeah. Sometimes, but seven fifteen, I can live with that. Seven fifteen start. Now we're talking. Usually we're you know eight thirty or something. I mean seven fifteen, you're done before ten thirty for sure. I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean unless overtime. Yeah, you're done by ten thirty. But I like it. I'm I I can deal with that. People with normal work schedules, this has to be very inviting. Now a home game though. So if you're going. I mean, you're still gonna want to take the next day off. Yeah, you're probably not getting home until midnight with the traffic and everything. But well, that's better than getting home at one. Yes, <laughs> it is uh, just a little bit better. You know, uh, what what really surprised me about this, you know, it, it seems like network TV is not the big thing it used to be, right? Because I would say out of the games they announced today, the Bills game is the better game, and it's on ESPN instead of ABC. So I think that ooh, we're on network TV. Just isn't as important as it used to be. Well, there's... Oh, okay. So it's a doubleheader. What's the ABC game? Philadelphia and Minnesota. All right. So like a billion more people who live in those markets? I think that's why. 
It's a great point, Brian. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're looking to get eyes uh, on the network, I, I think that might be a reason. You make um, a good point. You, you put make the a good point. Prime time game there, uh, but no, no. Bills are in the news today. They sent out a survey uh, late last week. I got it. Um, some people got it over the weekend or uh, on the later days. So a little bit about this new stadium and trying to get some insight as to pricing on the new stadium. Now, here's the thing. I, I think depending on who you listen to about this, you, you might get a couple of very different uh, points of view, right? Uh, because it gave some options for PSL prices and some options for how much a season ticket would cost. Now, Joe, you and me, I think, are in the same boat. Yes. If we were looking at your former season ticket holder. Yep. Um, I'm, you know, I'm new stadium. I'm looking at it. You know, I'm th- how much is this going to cost? This might be because of the PSL it might be worth it. And you hold on to it. It'll be cheaper to buy now yep. than it would be down the line, presumably. Right. I want to get back in the club. Yeah. Assuming those PSL prices go up, it would be cheaper yes. to buy it. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm, you know, seeing what it is. It's a one-time fee. Now, what you'll hear from people is uh, a couple of different things. One, I think you'll hear either, A, hey, that uh, PSL and everything, the uh, prices that they're throwing out there, maybe not as bad as I thought. Or you'll hear this PSL is the most absorbent, um, you know, crazy cost I've ever seen in my entire life. And there's no way they'll ever get anybody to pay for it. So depending on what you look at, (laughs) you might come away with one of two answers, uh, Joe. But it it is very interesting. The PSL prices range anywhere from $600, a one-time fee. They give you the option, uh, okay, would you like to pay this all at once, spread out over three years, or spread out over 10 years with interest. Uh, So $600 was the lowest, I believe, that they offered on an annual price per seat of $750, which is quite a bit more. I think $450 is around the cheapest season ticket right now. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong on the uh, Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930, but $750 was what looked like the cheaper option. Um, and, and you have a couple of those sub $1,000 PSLs with season tickets that are below $1,000 per season, which I think a lot of people are looking at. But then you get to premium seating options. And then your PSL could go anywhere from a few thousand dollars, uh, $9,000, $24,000 for this personal seat license. And things start to get, you know, way out of, uh, you know, I think what is the normal person's price range for yeah. this. The, the 24000 the $24, I would need the 10-year plan. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Even with the interest, uh, give it to me. Uh, but that would be for a lower field-level club seat somewhere around the 50-yard line. Which, to me, all right, field-level club seat, I hope we're not talking actual field-level because I wouldn't be able to see over the players. Yeah, that's... <laughs> If we're talking 50-yard line on the field level, but that the price that was floated out there over $6,000 annual price per seat with a PSL of $24,250. Now, here's my thinking in this and why I'm, I'm uh, my message when people ask me about this stadium survey is to not freak out when it comes to all these premium seating options. This, what it tells me, and we spoke with the expert John Simperman in this a little bit earlier, What this tells me is that nothing is figured out 
just yet. That these are just floated out there as getting an idea, is there interest in this? And this is what we would price this at because we would be getting rid of X amount of normal seats. And that's for all the premium seating options. So what are there? There's club level seats in every area of the stadium. They're floating these out there from the field to the upper level or mezzanine level, they call it between the 40 yard lines, somewhere in the end zone, enclosed, not enclosed, you know, different food and beverage options. What are people interested in? What would people pay for? I think this is more of a general feeler of a survey, especially four years before a stadium opens than anything saying, and now certainly the prices aren't pulled out of thin air, but it's more of a feeler than saying, okay, these are the options we've come up with. Um, All right, what are you going to choose? Somebody else will choose the other one. Yeah, I I don't think this is the last survey we're going to see about the new stadium, Brian. I mean, obviously, they're going to collect uh, the results, and they're going to say, okay, what about this? This seems to be more along the lines of most of the people uh, that that chimed in. But, you know, pretty reasonable if you're looking at that end zone upper level, $900 uh, per ticket. You know, in 2026, I'm sure that's going to be very cheap in the NFL. In 2022, it's very cheap in the NFL. In a $600 one-time personal license seat fee when other markets... Again, I realize the size of Buffalo, but when other markets, their cheapest PSL is in the $1,000 range. What would you pay for a PSL? I would pay with the, with the option to... Highest ex- amount. With the, extension, with the ability to extend it three or 10 years? The way it's being advertised? Yeah. Yes. If I could do it over, at le- over 10 years, I would go up as high as probably five. If it's a one-time, really? I can have those seats as long as I, as long as I want. And I can spread that out over ten years. Yes, I would say one thousand. Well, I'm going off of what you said earlier that that price is only going to go up. So I'm going to have something that at one time was this price, and it might double by the time I look to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, that's true too. I mean, that's one way to look at it. I'm I'm just you know just get me in the building. That's always been my thing. I, I cheapest seat. I mean, I like six hundred dollars. Yeah. I wouldn't need the ten years. Yeah. Just the three. That's Yeah, that's what I would... I, I think that's the option that uh, meant the most to me. Yeah. Um, but no, it, this was interesting. The stadium survey came out, and then on Friday morning, kind of, you know, without much fanfare, usually when a big announcement like this happens... I mean, think about this, Joe. Yeah. For how many months before the stadium deal was announced by the state, for how many months were we talking about the merits of spending a billion dollars on a Bill Stadium in Buffalo? It a dominated the headlines. A lot of yeah. time. And it didn't even end up uh, in public funding. Didn't end up being a billion dollars. Ended up being, you know, what, 850 when it's also, which is still a ton of money. Yes. But, I mean, that, it was a lot of time talking about the pros and cons all the different aspects of that project. And then, just like poof, on Friday, oh, here's another billion-dollar project in Buffalo. Yep. We are going to deck the top of the 33 for a mile span in between Best and East Ferry. Now, that one 
was kind of a uh, like, wow, okay. This has been talked about for a long, long time. Environmental studies, all that stuff. It, the idea has been floated out there, but there was no, you know, long uh, process, uh, you, you know, really where this was at the forefront of public discussion. There was no really. <laughs> I mean, there there was no crazy, uh, you know, week leading up to this speculation nope. of will or won't this happen. It was all of a sudden in the middle of a Friday, which, you know, in the news industry is typically after the big rush on Friday morning when people are already at work. Yeah, the Friday news dump. Yeah, that's typically where you put news that, you know, doesn't really get people excited all that much. Maybe bad news. Right. That's why you try to get people away. Yeah. On a Friday because less people are going to be paying attention to it. Uh, even if it makes the headlines on a Saturday morning, who's really paying attention on a nice, beautiful Saturday? You're out cutting your exactly. lawn. You're not paying attention to what's in the news. Uh, quite frankly, it's when I expected the state to announce something about a stadium. Right. Because in general, across New York State, as we've seen from polling and just, you know, what, what people are saying, spending a lot of public dollars on a stadium, not very popular, especially downstate. I expected that to be a Friday news dump. But no, the Friday news dump was putting a cover on part of the 33 from Best to East Ferry. It's about a mile long that they would cover the top of the 33. And now there's a billion dollars in a mixture of state and federal funding pledged for this project that, uh, you know, I'm looking at the timeline that people are saying maybe gets underway around the same time we start to bring people into that new Bill Stadium. You know, you talk about the stadium not being popular with people downstate. How do you think they feel about this? Do they feel anything? Because I don't think anyone knows about it. <laughs> I mean, that is I'm my... just saying, hey, you think you're upset about the 850 for uh, Bill Stadium. How about this? If you've, been, if you've been listening to this show over the past several months, you know it's been a like a sticking point to me. I, if you have been against a billion dollars or any public funding for a Bill Stadium, I am completely, I understand wholeheartedly. Mm. And you do you, and that, that's fine. I just want the same level of attention and the same scrutiny to be placed on other areas of public funding. If we're going to spend so much time scrutinizing yes. and so many articles by professors at colleges all across America and everything in between, so much attention is going to be put on, you know, what, 0.2% of this year's state budget is what it ends up being. If we're going to put that much attention on that, then I would like a similar amount of attention, a similar spotlight to be shown on many other projects. Right. And that would include this one, yes. which is a billion dollars of public funds going to cover the 33 Expressway. Parts of the 33. Uh, that, uh, great point, Joe. <laughs> great point. Part of the 33. About a mile <laughs> of the 33 in between East Ferry and Best, which is uh, right at the Science Museum and MLK Park. Uh, again, and I, I hate to sound insensitive, I, I, is this really worth a billion dollars? Now we start to get into the discussion, Joe. Is right. this really worth a billion dollars? And on that... I can firmly say I have no idea. 
I don't have an answer for you. But I can compare apples to oranges and ask people this, 8030930, which billion-dollar project is going to have a bigger impact in western New York? Yeah. Covering a mile of the 33 or building a new Bills stadium in Buffalo? Which is uh, 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 which billion-dollar project, which ridiculous sum of your tax dollars is going to have a greater impact? I have my answer. Yeah, I have mine, too. <laughs> I just, do, you, do you want it? <laughs> I am now. With all due respect, to now, I'm not saying this is a bad idea. Okay, I don't believe that it's a bad idea to cover parts of the 33. I think it will look at the end of the day pretty nice. Yes. And after talking this morning, uh, I had two guests on. Bob Shibley, who was a dean of UB School of Architecture and Planning. Ulysses Wingo is a common council member in Buffalo. His district runs right through that part. Uh, after speaking with them, I do agree in general, it is a decent idea. And I do agree with the part Bob Shibley said to explain it very simply. Nobody wants to live next to a highway. So if you remove that from the equation, automatically you are making housing in Buffalo more valuable. You're making it a more attractive place to live in that immediate neighborhood. And that makes perfect sense. But that is a separate question. Is it a good idea is a separate question to is it worth doing? And that's where I don't know if I have a clean answer. Uh, And that's where I definitely say if you're talking about immediate impact – Keeping the bills in Buffalo versus putting a lid on a road that's still going to exist that I cannot see the tangent. It doesn't mean there isn't an impact, but it's very difficult for me to see what that impact is going to be. Uh, I think you have your answer from me where the money right now might be better spent on the stadium project, even if it's still a good idea to cover the 33 obviously right now as it stands the 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 buffalo project keeping the buffalo bills the stadium project is going to have the immediate impact on western new york all i'm asking like i said like brian said I, i'm not going to say it's an awful idea I, I i still don't quite understand why we're covering uh parts of the 33 um but what am i looking for once it is covered how am i going to how am i going to measure the impact of the covered part of the 33. Does that make sense, Brian, what I'm trying to say? How, how are, what are we looking for? How am I going to measure, oh, this was a worthy investment. It did what it was supposed to do. What am I looking for? That I, I'd love to know that answer. So then in 20 years or 30 years, or you know, maybe my grandkids can take a part, look and go, it worked. Part of it you can measure. What is the rate of the increase in value of property on East Utica or Winslow Avenue okay. compared to the rest of the city of Buffalo in a 10-year period? There it is. Uh, is the value of that property going up much more because it's much nicer uh, than it used to be? I, that would be one way of tracking that. It would take a long period of time well, of to course. see the impact as opposed to a more immediate impact even though it's still four years from now in that new bill stadium but i do think you can measure it's almost like the canal side you can uh, complain all you want about spending money down at the waterfront by canal side you cannot tell me that it isn't a more attractive place and more of an asset to buffalo and has had a great impact on the surrounding downtown neighborhood 
with the investment that's put in there. 100%. Um, I mean, and you can argue whether there should have been an investment or not, but the, I think the impact that you can't sit around here saying that, oh, you know, Buffalo, 20 years, nothing's changed. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous oh to hear gosh. somebody say that. Uh, people actually say that? Oh, you, you'll get the comments online. I, I mean, really? there, there are wow. people who, I mean, just think about the last mayoral campaign. Ah, nothing in Buffalo gets better. Like, well, you can't actually you say, say that. You say, look at the last 20, look at the last 10. For, yeah. You know what I mean? 803 star 930. Love to know what you think. What is the uh, what is the better investment? What's got the more immediate impact to Western New York? I'd love to hear your thoughts. 803 star 930. Beam as and Beamer on a Monday here on WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back, Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Before we get back to what we were talking to, Brian, and I know this is going to sound like an old man comment here, but are they just trying to make that plaza on the boulevard the busiest place in Amherst? Now adding TJ Maxx, Home Goods, and those two other stores I'd never just heard having of? having that discussion yesterday with somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, let's uh, pack it in. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but And they're not moving that far. Oh, no, not that far. Just from across to, Maple, basically. To a more now busier part. Like, they, they had them in BJ's, which I know is awful English, sorry, uh, had that whole parking lot to themselves. You know what would actually uh, cut down traffic there? People just walked. Instead of driving from, like, Barnes & Noble to Best Buy and then to oh, Lowe's. walk the plaza? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the whole idea. <laughs> right. You put all those together that you walk around. Yeah. Um, if people did that. I think there'd be less traffic and swearing in the area. You're probably that's a great point. That's a great point. They should put up some signs like please walk. Please walk. Park your car <laughs> in one spot and, and, and get a little exercise. Walk around the plaza. Walk around. I think that's the whole point of it. We'll now, see if that happens. Now five below sitting there going, oh, we gotta find a place to move. We gotta walk. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Eight oh three oh nine thirty to join us here, BMS and Beamer back together here on WBEN, where we're talking about the two billion dollar projects in western New York 
moving forward. There's, of course, the Bills Stadium. And then the uh, project that kind of uh, snuck by everybody, covering the 33. That's right, putting a lid on top of the 33 in between Best and East Ferry. It's about a mile uh, streak right there. Now, here a lot of people chiming in on our text board, uh, a lot of people opposed. Um, and, but there is one thing that it kind of set off something in my head as to why I don't mind this as much as some of the other things that we see. And that was, all right, you know, hey, this is, uh, you know, fine. I'm trying to find the text message that came into the board. But it was, oh, the money, okay, here we go. Uh, How about putting a billion dollars into that area with just road repair, schools, rehabbing structures, uh, et cetera, money better spent, and you're serving the same area. Yes. And that's from Tim and Kenmore. And Tim, I like the idea, appreciate the sentiment. In Utopia, I would agree with you. But the reason why I like something like this, as opposed to what was mentioned on our text board there, was we see what happens when money just goes to, you know, quote-unquote schools or quote-unquote roads or, you know, with with no real direct idea of where it's going to. It's just education. Yeah. It sounds great, but oh, what exactly? And then education. you can't track it. You Is that a new whiteboard or, right. you know, what, what are we doing here? Uh, to rehab structures. Well, what structures and, and how exactly are we rehabbing them? Right. Are we putting a mural on the side or are we actually doing some work here? Tearing them down. That's the one thing I like about this project with the 33 and something I also said about the stadium project is, well, here's money. You actually know what it's going for and you know that something's going to happen at the end of it. Now, right. I don't know 100% if we're going to say that about the 33 just yet. There's still a study. There's still a public comment. And there's still some roadblocks to getting the actual work done. But at least, and I'm not, you know, uh, passing judgment one way or another if this is good or bad, but I think there is something to say for projects where, okay, here's a bunch of money. Wow, that's a big sum. But we know exactly what it's going toward. It's not going towards some idea. It's not going towards some abstract thinking of one thing or another or some somewhere where it could be spent any number of ways. No, this is earmarked for this particular project. Everybody knows exactly what it is, and this is what we're going to do. And at least you have that. It's black and white for people to see. Yes, but Tim makes a point. I mean, and I'm not saying you said he didn't, but... That's a billion dollars for that one-mile stretch. There are a lot, and how often do we hear, Brian, there are a lot of parts of the city that really could use half of that money. You get what I'm saying? You know, instead of this one-mile stretch, which, like you said, still has some roadblocks to getting done. Uh, someone else chiming in on our text board, 803 someone saying, uh, and, and this goes back to something I talked about with Ulysses Wingo earlier this morning. I said, uh, I like the idea, but are you telling me that by covering uh, three-quarters of a mile of the 33, suddenly everyone's going to come together and sing Kumbaya? That's a good point. And, you know, that goes to the one thing that I think a lot of people, when they hear everyone talk about covering the 33, the problem they have with it is that it reeks of silver bullet, right? It just – everybody talks about this too much like we're going to do this and then everything is going to be right 
on the east side of Buffalo. This is going to fix everybody's problems. And, and, and you know, I'm not saying it's without merit. I think it's a good project. And I do think it will help. Like we uh, talked about with the Dean of Architecture and Planning. People don't want to live next to an expressway. Right. Joe, are you going to buy the house next to the 33? I mean, unless it's a really nice house, probably not. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not going to live right next to the 190. I'm not going to live right next to the thruway. The houses have less values. There's less of an incentive to make everything nice when I, it, the value just isn't there. So I do think there is some impact. At the same time, I agree with the person texting in. I, I don't like the talk of silver bullet, and, and that's what everybody sounds like. Like, this is the thing that's going to fix all the problems in Buffalo because at the same time, it is like, Give me a break. Um, it's not as if people couldn't cross the road. There are bridges. Yes. Um, there, Plenty. It, it, it did cut the neighborhood in half, but it didn't disconnect totally uh, the neighborhood from one another. So I don't like the silver bullet talk that goes along with this. No, I, I completely agree. And, and Brian, hey, you know, for that particular area, will it drive um, the cost of houses up, the, the, the property worth up? Yeah, maybe. I, I know how annoying it can be living on a main road. I'm sure living on a highway is that times 20. Um, but that's for one specific area. Like Tim and Kennedy said, like we know living here, there's so many areas of the city of Buffalo that could, again, use a fraction of the money going toward this one-mile stretch of the 33. 803-0930 to join us. Julia is in Buffalo. Now you're on WBEN. Uh, what do you think about this project? You talking to Julia? We I'm sure talking are. talking to you. Oh, great. It's good. Hello? Yes, yes, you're on. Okay, great. I think I'm an African-American woman. I've been in Buffalo since 1969, and I've known about this project from my relatives, the Cottons. And I know that your listeners are primarily Caucasian. The majority of them do not live in Buffalo. Buffalo is predominantly African-American. They're upset because all of these black people are going to be getting this money. And when you talk about bridges, there's only three bridges going across the 33. They're all about 15 miles apart. There's one near Roosevelt Parkway, and there's one uh, farther away. I've been very aware of this issue. I have lupus, and my mother has COPD. I have COPD. I have asthma. It all comes from this pollution that comes, and I live near the 33. I live in Bailey Kensington on Phyllis Avenue. I live right near it, uh, but the, the 33. So, you know, your listeners are upset. It's not a silver bullet issue, and the majority of your listeners do not even live in Buffalo. So why are they even talking about it? And the majority of your listeners are Caucasian. You just started recently getting more African-Americans, unfortunately, reaching out to more African-Americans to be on your show, like Eva Doyle and like uh, Ulysses S. Wingo. Oh, Julia, I think we've, we've, we've done that. We've been reaching out for as long as I mean, we've been on the air here. But I, why people are upset and why it's an issue for everybody is because it's money coming from everywhere. Yeah, and it should be because this has been going on. Since they separated, you there are studies right now through UB that were done with um, with uh, Gerard Place on uh, Bailey and Delvin and the community. There are lots of studies which show the disparity in the health issues that we have suffered in this east side of Buffalo because of the pollution efforts uh, over on Northland Corridor. 
all over the place. Cancer, as uh, Crystal Cecil Stokes said, and people were, and I'm upset that Barley called her dear. You know, how are you going to call somebody dear and you don't even know them? But um, anyway, uh, he called her dear yesterday, and it, there's not respect given to that woman. But anyway, I need to hang up because I have COVID-19 and I can barely breathe right now. And I think I'm going to the hospital. So I will talk with you at some other time. Thank you. Julia, thank you. Best wishes yeah, Julia, on your way there. Yeah. Um, I I can't remember. She was talking very fast. Did she say she lived uh, by Jefferson, Kensington? I think she was naming the, the the bridges where they are. She just said that she lived on the 33. I don't know. Uh, one of the things I need to see, and she brought up a good point, and it is a problem not just there, but everywhere you live by an extent. Think about the neighborhoods around the Peace Bridge. Yes. Um, if you're around the Porter Avenue neighborhood, think anywhere on either side of the Peace Bridge, idling trucks and uh, things like that. There have been complaints about pollution because of that and some of the health problems that exist for years and years. This is a problem anywhere where you're going to have an expressway and a lot of cars. I have heard a lot about people saying remedying that situation. I have not seen a specific showing me that for sure that's going to happen. I, I would like to kind of see that to make sure that the billion dollars, is, if we're building this in part because of the health problems, right? is this because this is going to have to be vented. So all that pollution is going to have to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, where is it just going to go right back into the same communities that were on either side of the road? I would hope not. But how is that going to work if it isn't? And yeah. by the way, this is only a mile of yeah. the 33. You're, you're not... Uh, correcting the problem across the entire stretch. Right. It's there, just in this one little area. There are people living all up and down the 33, not just on that one mile stretch. So, I, is it going to be a billion dollars for every mile? I would imagine it would have to be. And think about it. it oh, a billion dollars, that's so much money. Think about that project and how far that is. And you say only a mile. Uh, it is only a mile. But a mile, when you're trying to cover an entire expressway, that is a massive project. It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money. So a billion dollars does not surprise me, uh, even if it is just for a one-mile stretch of the 33. And again, this is... I'm not, in bringing up these points, saying that I'm against the idea. I, I don't know if I am. I just find it kind of crazy that this is we spent months and months talking about the pros and cons of spending uh, what ended up being 850 million dollars for a bill stadium and then all of a sudden just oh yeah there's a billion dollars we're going to cover part of the 33 and it's just not clear to unless you live in that neighborhood it is not clear to the rest of everybody else as to why that is going to make such an immediate impact to be worth it. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. And Brian, we've been talking, you know, we, we've heard of that project in the past. I never expected the price tag to be a billion dollars. You know, in the conversations we had had, I had had conversations with, uh, with um, Crystal Peoples on uh, Hardline. I didn't realize that we were talking about something with a billion dollar price tag. I would expect it to be more when it's all said and done. And well, by the course. way, what's the impact of pollution, all the construction that's going to go on? I mean, 
These are great questions. We're going to need uh, uh, some insight on that, too. Judy, you're on WBEN. What's going through your mind when you hear about this? Hello, Judy. Oh, hi there. I'm sorry. I switched phones. Um, I, first of all, I grew up on Landon Street. I was there until I was 10. And when you went, did you guys ever see what, uh, how beautiful that parkway was? I've only seen the old pictures, which I don't think really does it. It doesn't really give you a full um, appreciation of what it used to look like. Yeah, I was a kid at that time, and I would walk. We'd hit, uh, Saturdays, they'd have uh, the Buffalo Museum uh, classes for the kids. Um, it was a beautiful area, grass, beautiful big trees. But anyways, getting back to the Kensington itself, um, I had, uh, a year ago, I had to travel to ECMC a lot. And I had to use the Kensington a lot. I think before they even think of putting something over the top, that is the most dangerous road I've ever driven on. I'm telling you, when I would drive that, I would try to stay in the right lane or get to the middle lane because I was either going to get hit two times going there to ECMC. I almost got hit on the passenger side with people coming in. It's like a speedway. And then coming home, which would be like around dark time or it's 5 36 o'clock i'd have people in the third lane and they would be doing 60 65 and they would just scoot across and get to the exit there i've never seen a police car on that in my life all the times that i've driven that to go to ecmc Ju- judy you're you're absolutely correct and the in the outbound 33 the uh, the exit coming off the 198. It's one of the worst merge lanes in Western New York. And you're right; people take that exit at 70 miles an hour, yes. and they'll cut off anyone to get over, not realizing that you have that lane for a mile. I mean, as soon as the wall ends, they're right in front of you. Yeah, you definitely have that. Hey, Judy, thanks for the call. Uh, Sam is in Buffalo. Sam, you're on WBen. What do you think? Hey, yeah, I got just a couple of quick points for you. Uh, about your previous caller, the actual population of African Americans in Buffalo is actually 36.5%. So they are not really the majority, which is neither, that's neither here nor there. But uh, anybody in Erie County or New York State that's, you know, having to spend a billion dollars are all stakeholders. So we all have a say in how that money should be spent. And I, like, I'm neither for it nor against it. I mean, I think it just is. It, it is what it is. It's going to put people to work. If that's what they want to do, I mean, they wasted money building it. Now they're going to waste more money trying to cover it. And to what end? Sam, appreciate that's... the call. And you know, you, you hit on something, Sam. It's like when we talk about schools in Buffalo. Oh, why do you care about uh, schools in Buffalo? You don't live in Buffalo. You're not going to have to uh, send your kid to a school in Buffalo. What? Because what impacts one, especially in the city of Buffalo, but what impacts one area in western New York in some way impacts us all. Yes. Why should everybody care about the schools in Buffalo? Well, because we're all paying for it. Right. And because that is the future workforce of all of Western New York. Uh, that The way the, the workforce goes, uh, the way the entire community is going to go. Why should people care about this project? Well, if it does what it's intended, this could be a great... Boon for the area, which would be good for everybody to have more areas that are doing well in western New York. If it could be done in a better way, that also impacts everybody. So you don't have to live, you know, right on Winslow, right on Landon Street 
to care about this project. Uh, there's many different reasons why you would. As you said, Brian, when something happens positive in Western New York, it affects all Western New York. Negative, it affects all Western New York. And when it's in the city of Buffalo, it is magnified the impact on the rest of Western New York. Um, I, I think it's an interesting project. A billion dollars, what's going to have a bigger impact? I guess it depends on where you live. We'll be hearing a lot about this and the stadium, Brian, for years to come. If I lived right on the 33, I would say, yes, let's go. Um, yeah. Start <laughs> tomorrow. It's uh, it's going to be one of those things where I really think it's you have to be in that area to fully understand what the impact is going to be. But, you know, maybe we'll all be able to see it when it's all said and done. Who knows when that's going to happen, though? Meetings uh, later on this summer. We'll both be back tomorrow, right, Joe? I, I plan on being here. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Every day's a mystery. Beam as and Beamer on WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening it's better over here. after investing billions to light up our network t-mobile is america's largest 5g network plus right now you can switch keep your phone and we'll pay it off up to 800 dollars see how you can save on every plan versus verizon and at&t at tmobile.com slash across america up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.